You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Thursday, March 25th. As always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always, the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my more baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI at Friars on Base, or my more entertainment pop culture love inside at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Film Cred, Film Inquiry, Blade Disgusting, and Inverse, and many more. Of this year, Lockdown Padres podcast, though, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, please hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockout.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And also, I ask if you guys can send me some questions. I mentioned that, that you can hit me up at both of those handles. Well, definitely do uh, do so this week because tomorrow, uh, Friday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, I'm going to be hosting a live locker room session answering all of your questions. There's been a couple of people sent things already, but definitely would like to hear back from more of you. And definitely tune in because last week's was fun. Last week's was fun, and today's episode, we are I'm posting the recap, the, the archive of the locker room that I did last week, part two of it, and it's a whole lot of fun, I think, uh, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it, and I answer a lot more Padres-centric questions on this one, I answer them, so you definitely, guys, just to give you guys a taste of what it's going to be like, not going to be posting the archives of every single locker room I do, I want to make that more exclusive, but still, just for a taste on anything you might have missed out on last week, but before we get into all that, we have some news to recap, including some spring training action, let's start there, yes. Yesterday, as in Wednesday, uh, the Padres lost to the San Francisco Giants by a score of 7-3. The biggest story of this game was Denelson Lamette making his spring training debut. He went one inning, giving up one run on one hit. It was a home run to Donovan Silvano. Uh, No walks, no strikeouts. Important thing to note here, though is that he did throw around 98 miles per hour a couple times, and he did throw a couple sliders. That's important considering that his injury, especially how hard he throws um, and and the weight that he puts on his body, might affect him a little bit more. So it's nice to at least see a little a little bit of a nice sign with him being able to still reach the velocity, didn't dip dramatically or anything like that. I still think it's a sign that you probably shouldn't expect, considering he only went one inning, I still think it's a sign we probably shouldn't expect him for the opening series or for at least maybe the beginning parts of the season. I still think he's recovering, but it's still a nice step in the right direction. And I think that the Padres, rightfully, are going to be more cautious and hoping that the the depth of their starting rotation anyway will help carry them for now, and they're really just going to want to hope that he's healthy for when we get into the postseason, which is what the Padres are hoping to be, obviously, this season, as being projected to be at least one of the top three or four teams in all of baseball this year, so that makes a whole lot of sense. Other things from this game, though, admittedly, not too many uh, interesting things to note, in my opinion. Adrian Morajon, he basically uh, pitched the bulk of this game. He goes three and a third's innings, giving up one earned run on two hits, walking two and striking out six. Stuff looked good. He's the guy. 
He's the guy I imagine that's going to be filling in for Lamette, uh, given that I'm expecting, expecting as of right now, that he won't be uh, in the rotation to start up the season. And I'm expecting Adrian Morejon to kind of get that nod. He has the experience. He's been up there more. I think they're going to send Mackenzie Gore down to work on a couple things um, and then bring him up maybe around midseason, I'm expecting. And I think that that's going to be great. I think it's going to be great. I really do. But for now, like I said, the depth of the rotation, you Darvish, Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove, Chris Paddock, I think those guys are going to be able to hold down the fort until Denelson Lamette gets back to fill out his probably third spot in the rotation, or arguably even higher, depends. But also, uh, other thing that happened this game, uh, double from Jorge Mateo, who I'm expecting to make the team as well. A home run for Myers was his fourth of the spring trade. It was an opposite field home run, too, which was cool. Uh, Myers, man, Myers, I, he's one of the players that I'm most excited to watch because I'm really curious to see if he can back up and repeat and replicate what he did last year, even if it is... Not quite as awesome, even if he isn't slugging 600 like he did last year. I'm still hoping and uh, that he's able to at least not be what he was in previous years, which was a borderline ooh, one of the worst outfielders in baseball, you could argue. At least definitely not up there, at least among starters who played a good amount of games. Definitely not uh, a very good player. So really hoping that from him. And for the Giants side of things, not much to really report here. You guys can check out my crossover that I did with Ben Kaspik of Locked On Giants. We did that a couple weeks ago. It was super fun, and I love talking with him. The Giants are definitely not going to be a walkover team. They'll be interesting. Descalfani, Anthony Descalfani was pretty good in this game, striking out eight uh, and only walking one. So he was pretty good. I think the Giants will be interesting. I think the NL West... Um, I earlier thought, you know, earlier on uh, in the offseason, I thought this was going to be a super top-heavy division. I actually think the Giants can be at least competitive. And, you know, D-backs, whoever to be talking with next week, I think they might be at least be able to be, you know, not a total walkover. But they're not going to be very good, especially considering that Zach Gowan uh, just had a tremendous injury. So we'll be talking with Miller Thomas uh, about that next week on Lockdown Diamondbacks. And the last thing to report is that it was announced that Yu Darvish is officially going to be the opening day starter. That, according to Kevin Acey, uh, via his Twitter account, about 45 minutes before I recorded this. Uh, No surprise there. That makes sense. Will it stay that way? Will he be the number one guy in the rotation for the entire season? I don't know, but it's expected. He's probably the best pitcher that the Padres have. He's been so on fire for the past year and a half, two years, that it would only make sense for him to be the first guy. And it also means, which Acey pointed out, also no, it doesn't have to be ready until... Uh, April 2nd, you know, because Victor Caratini is Yu Darvish's catcher, so that's okay. And Caratina, not too bad as a catcher. Like I said, decent on-base skills, so hopefully he's not. This isn't some Austin Hedges thing where he's going to be a complete minus behind the plate. So very cool stuff indeed. And now I'm really excited to uh, plug the rest of this locker room that we did, kind of finish that out. And uh, But before we get into that, though, I want to talk to you really quickly about rockauto.com. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Oh, that was a bad one. Vroom, vroom, vroom. There we go. I have to do the car noise. Uh, first and foremost, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. That's, a, that's, a, that's actually like a really long time, guys. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockout.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. That you prefer. That's right, you listening to this podcast. Best of all, prices at rockout.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. You guys are smart. I mean, I've said this before. You guys are smart. You're listening to my podcast. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? 
Doesn't make any sense. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com And now one final thing for me, guys. Don't worry, we're getting back to the locker room. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. Definitely do that. It's a great one, really great one. I listen to it every day. And yeah, now we're going to start up the the second half of the locker room. It's a lot of fun. Had a lot of different people call it, uh, not call it, but uh, uh, hop on the call, the the call. I guess you could call it the call and uh, insert some of their questions and I talk a little bit more about the Padres and people like Tommy Pham. So without further ado, guys, let's get back to it. So, and then I guess, I guess I'll move on to another question. Um, speaking of just teams and great teams, sort of, that was a bad transition. Um, another question from John was, where does Preller rank among the league's GMs? Great question. Um, so I think that the S tier, so I don't think you can put Preller necessarily number one, just I guess by factor and technicality of, they haven't won a World Series championship yet. Theo Epstein is technically not a GM right now, so he would probably be in that S tier for me too. And honestly, the Dodgers deserve credit. I know that they use – I think that – so the Dodgers have a lot of money. I'm breaking news here, guys. I don't know if you knew that. The Dodgers have a lot of money to spend. But they also are really good at curating talent. And it's it's not just that they have a lot of money that they can go out and spend $40 million this year on Trevor Bauer like that they can just do that. Obviously that helps, but also like Bellinger and uh, Kershaw obviously has been there for a long time. Shocker. And then just Gavin Lux is supposed to be really good this year. A lot of people are high on him. Um, Just developing good talent on top of spending money. So I think that sometimes people forget that about the Dodgers, that their GM is also awesome. I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, Andrew Friedman. Yeah, I think he has to be number one for now because they also literally just won the World Series. I would have maybe, just to be an absolute jerk, would have said uh, no for Andrew Friedman being number one because he hasn't won a World Series, but obviously they just did. Um, I'd say that, though, in terms of S tier, I like I always like grouping my things into tiers um, for everything in life. So I'd say S tier would probably be Preller, Andrew Friedman, Billy Bean might fit in there too. I don't know enough. I'd have to ask some other A's experts, but I just feel like the A's, when they fall off, they rent every. They just come back year after year. And if that team was able to spend more money, which I don't what think fraud Billy Bean is, give me a break. Shut up, Rylan. <laughs> no, you're, you're you're with Miller too on this. The whole anti. No, no, no I'm not letting any Billy Bean slander. Hey, what a it, fraud! If he if he was Bean. allowed. If he was allowed so get, to spend on Brad one guy, playing in a movie, and you think that there's a real something. I mean, what has he ever done, Billy Bean? Gone to a couple playoff <laughs> rounds. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want a ring. Where's the ring? But I know. Moore has a ring. Dayton Moore has a ring, and he's in a small market. But he doesn't have Brad Pitt <laughs> playing him in a movie. He's been in porn from the clubhouse, but doesn't have Brad Pitt playing him in a movie. Make a movie with Brad Pitt starring as Dayton Moore. He'd have all the cachet that precious Billy Bean does. Billy Bean is a joke. Okay. And, and, if he, and if he'd be so good with money, why did he take the Boston job? Why doesn't he take any jobs where he can spend money? Because he knows he's a fraud. He's a fraud. He doesn't expose himself. So why does he take those jobs? All right. That, that was a t- that was the and that's take. Your, that's your mad dog, Russo. <laughs> All right. All right, mad dog. 
and, and uh, you know, and actually, I have a little bit of a question now um, that has to do with Mad Dog, but more specifically, Mike Francesa. It comes from Xander Vitas on Twitter at Alex Rod Vitas thirteen. Incredible, incredible Twitter name. I hope everybody here is in agreement on that. In your years of experience, since the SF Giants used to be the New York Giants, have you ever seen a franchise to franchise or maybe even a player to player get together when the NY Giants are in town or vice versa? Um, for those that aren't familiar, this is a bit. This is a old clip. I don't know how old of someone calling up Mike Francesa on the radio and just bringing this up and Francesa being totally confused as to this. Um, look, I, I don't. This is obviously not like this is kind of a troll question. Look, man, Mike Francesa. It just. I kind of grew up with the guy. I was every time I was visiting my dad, we would be on the radio. He loved Francesa. Doesn't like him anymore because of his personal takes and just realizing that he doesn't really know all that much about baseball at this stage. I think that he's just hasn't, I don't know, read one article, (laughs) honestly, from anyone in the past like 10 years, it feels like. But the guy is very New York. So I do give him credit for that. Just the way he talks and just the way he, I think he understands the New York vibe. So he's great at that. Um, But otherwise, yeah, Mike Francesa just, I, I did grow up with him. That voice is just, it just works for me, um, to be honest with you. So, shout out to Xander Vitas for the question. Um, this, the SF Giants and New York Giants, I feel like Ben Caspic would know who's in the chat right now. But, no, I don't think they hang out. Probably not. Un- unless Probably. there's some weird crossover between. What did you say there, Rod? Is this going to be a podcast or a hangout? What are you doing? This is. A, what do you mean a, a podcast or a hangout? It's both, man. That's the beauty of it. So, everything I say right now might be in your podcast. Yep. Are you going to include that whole Billy Pean thing in your podcast? <laughs> oh, you bet your ass I am. <laughs> you I just want to know if I'm on the record or not. You know, it's kind of disingenuous. You're not to inform us if we're on the record. I thought we were just having a couple of brewskis and hanging out for St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> watching some baseball I mean, at some green jerseys. I thought that's what we were doing. I mean, we are, but then at the same time, like, it's I all really. About content. I feel like this needs to be immortalized, you know? Um, so then, and then the last question, let me just get to this before we just really start kicking back. Cause apparently that's what Riley's all about right now. Um, from Ben Caspic, who's in this right now at Ben Caspic on Twitter, which is spelled K A S P I C K fancy question. Is Drew Pomeranz the closer or is he going to be filling multiple roles like last year for saves nine holds? Will anyone emerge as the main guy for saves in this deep bullpen? So there's a couple things here. One Drew Pomeranz is probably the best, not even probably, he is the best reliever that the Padres have. Um, he was awesome last year, that ERA that he had. He, it only went up because he had, like, one bad, I think he gave up his first run, like, game 56 last year. I don't think, I don't, it's trending towards Pomeranz not being the closer because the Padres have had a lot of injuries to their bullpen with Jose Castillo, with Javi Guerra, with Matt Strom missing the beginning of the season, another nice middle reliever for the team. And Pierce Johnson just got a grade one groin strain yesterday. So I think what it's going to be is, I know he's getting paid a lot, which is why preseason, before all this started heating up, I thought that he was the front runner. I thought they gave him that contract to be like, you're going to be our closer of the future. But instead, I think that because he has more experience being a middle reliever, being that seventh or eighth inning guy, I think that it's going to be situational. I think that it's going to be one of those things where, say you're facing the Dodgers, you might go, you might want to pay attention to righty lefty stuff and just be like, what if Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, Max Muncy are on deck? I think I would rather have Drew Pomerantz in. I don't want to, you know, I like Mark Melanson. He's got the experience and all that, which I think matters to a degree. 
Um, but he doesn't have that strikeout, wipeout, wipeout kind of stuff. And Pomeranz is awesome against basically every team last year. So I think that that's where they're going to go. Some days it could be Emilio Pagan that gets saves. I know that he wasn't good last year. And some days it could be Mark Melanson because of aforementioned experience. But if, if it comes to fantasy baseball, I would still draft Pomeranz, but I'd be careful in thinking that because if you were just to go on numbers and if he had the role, I think he's probably like a top five closer for fantasy baseball this year because the Padres are going to win a, a crap ton of games. But the I really think they're going to take more of a committee approach to this. Um, I think that maybe someone will emerge. I mean, maybe Emilio Pagad kind of has a little bit of a bounce back. He was really good in 2019 for the Rays. But otherwise, I think they're going to go kind of righty-lefty, especially for teams like the Dodgers and maybe the Mets and the you know some of the top teams. But when you're playing like a Pittsburgh, yeah, they might just throw out Melanson if they're up by what I assume will be like 25 runs. So then they might be like, all right, we'll we'll use Pomeranz this game. I don't, Or maybe not. Maybe Matt Strom will get a save or something like that. So that's really what I think about that. Um, but yeah, those are all the questions that were sent to me before going live here. If anyone has any questions you want to send out into the chat, you could do that. And of course, I'll probably be doing these like once a week. And I'll put out a tweet on the Twitter, which you guys can find at, at LO underscore Padres on Twitter. Or my name, which is at Javapeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. All right, now just a quick second, guys. Got to take a quick break to talk to you about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place bets on all of your sports action. Football has long been over, but we got the NBA. We got college basketball and March Madness, which has been truly mad this year, by the way. The NHL and baseball, they're all in full swing. Well, at least baseball's about to be in about a week. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And now, I got to talk to you about the best tasting protein bar in the world. High fiber, high protein, low sugar, low calories. Of course, guys, we are talking about Built Bars and Speaking of all the March Madness NCAA tournaments, we've got an even better and more important tournament going on, guys. It's Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup, guys, is Coconut Puff versus Mint Brownie. And this one, easiest wipeout. Easiest one that I've had to decide on by far so far. It's 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 easy. The, 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 let's, let's just be clear on something, guys. The Coconut Puff is probably the best flavor of all of Built Bar. It's just that good. It is literally just tastes completely like a candy bar. Mint brownie, I got love for you. You know what I mean? You made it this far. The fact that you were even good in the first place, because I am not typically a mint brownie fan, that speaks to your greatness. Really quality stuff, but overall, you're kind of like the OKC Thunder. I wasn't expecting much from you pre, uh, pre-trying it. You know what I'm saying? Pre-season-wise for the mint brownie flavor, but eventually you fell to the coconut puff in the playoffs, I guess you could say. That's a really stretch of an analogy, but you guys get what I'm saying. Go to BuiltBar.com or at Bar underscore Built on Twitter to keep up with the rest of the bracket. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar of them all. And send me any of your questions. I love talking about them. Um, and you get great results like this, like Rylan going on a rant thinking that Billy Bean is a fraud. Now, I, I just I just so disagree with that because I think the real fraud GM in all of sports, I think we could all agree, is Danny Ainge. I've had enough. 
I think everyone's oh, had what a, t- what a what a fool Danny Ainge is. Don't even give me a start on Danny Ainge. It's just look, he's not bad. You know what I mean? Like, let, I don't want to do the hot <laughs> take where they're not bad GMs. It's just we can't. Why am I getting a goddamn report <laughs> from every Celtics beat writer? After a trade goes, uh, Kawhi Leonard to the Raptors, where it'll be like, oh, well, a source is closest to Danny Ainge say that. They were actually really close, but then the Raptors asked for too much. Shut up! I'm so tired of hearing that shit, man. It's so dumb that this team, this this idea that, yeah, because the Celtics have had, like, top picks for years. God forbid a team wants some, one of those assets in return for their star player. This isn't fantasy sports where you're just going to luck out and get somebody. You know what I'm saying? It's just... It's just very dead. I'd rile it. I know your GM is Sam Presti. He's a goat. Danny Ainge is. It's like he sends out a press release to all the media <laughs> members. Like, hey, listen, listen, hey, you know, we almost got James Harden. If it wasn't for you meddling kids, we would have had James Harden. But you guys had to go and put articles out there that ruined it. We were so close. You can't be that close to everybody. I'm just gonna say it. You can't be that close to everybody. All right. Maybe you inquired about one or two players, but every player, every player on the market, they're like a second away from from trading for them. Give me a break. That's that's impossible. Yeah, it's just it's just ridiculous. And last thing on the Celtics, I would love to name this locked on Celtics hate and Boston hate in general. Uh, there's no good person ever from Boston ever, if we're being honest, except for Gabrielle Star. Watch out! Watch out! Yeah. Except for Gabrielle Starr. She's awesome. Pseudo the but, boss a little bit, if you think about it. Because yes, social media exactly. aspect of it. <laughs> the, the thing with Boston, the other thing is, they were complaining this year, and they're like, oh, well, we don't want to trade Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. No, we're not doing that for Harden. That's fine. Some people said for Jalen Brown, they're like, you know, not to get super political, but they were like, we need a voice like that for Boston, a black athlete who speaks his mind and is a really good voice for the sport right now and for society, honestly, right now. Like, I respect that. However, however, you cannot then complain that the Celtics aren't necessarily winning the title or finishing as a top five team. You can't have both. You can't be like, we refuse to give up one of these guys for James Harden, who probably makes the team better, no matter how you feel about him. He's very good at basketball. Uh, you can't do that. You can't also love your player, but then but then want to keep him. It's like if I was like mad that the, the Rays asked for Luis Patino in the Blake Snell trade. You know what I mean? Just to bring it back to the Padres. You say how I did that. Um, it's like if I was close that loop. like, look, I would love to rip off the other team and not give up much and just give up a, a, a Tucapita Marcado or something like that. Like, I'd love to just do that for Blake Snell. But most likely you're not. I'm not going to complain if you have to give up one of those guys as long as you get something good in return. So Boston fans, shut up. You've got one consecutive years in football that winning a Super Bowl, right? Or not making the playoffs and the Red Sox, you had one of the great comebacks ever in baseball, and you've won three titles since 2004. Three, I think it's three, right? Um, so I don't want to hear it. And then what's the last sport? And the Celtics. All right, you won in 2008. You have the most obnoxious team that's ever won, what by the way. What a terrible team. An NBA yes. title. God, most wait, obnoxious wait, team. Where do those people get off, man? I hate those 08 Celtics, man. I hate them so, 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 so much. I hate the So Celtics. I don't want to hear it from Boston fans. I, although Gabrielle does point I, I out the Mookie best. I hate any other NBA. Um, yeah, I, I hate everything about Boston with every fiber in my body. Um, Rylan, let me ask you, though. You said you wanted to chill. Just have a kickback and have a couple of brewskis. What are, what are you drinking right now? 
Oh, you Tell the people. know, just just some Bud Light seltzer a little bit. You know, nothing serious. Uh, Bud Light seltzer. I'm going to my White Claw watermelon flavor. White Claw, by the way, watermelon, I think one of their more underrated flavors. My favorite is mango, but watermelon really does. Watermelon. Watermelon, you know. It's 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 doing the job. Uh, ben Caspic uh, just commented, "How did the Padres make all of these trades, including last year with Cleveland and Seattle, without giving up any of their top prospects, with the exception of Patino as one of their like four golden eggs?" I think they had. Look, it's it's funny because the Padres are a good example of why, like in sports, we always do this thing where we're like, "Hey, you know, it's going to take this much to get this player." I don't. I don't think we have good proof that it always has to be top level prospects for a guy. I mean, we just got you Darvish for middling type of prospects, you know, like we didn't give up anything too crazy. And I don't want to hear it when people will check out this iPhone six video of this dude hitting a home run that the Padres gave. I'm like, what's okay, cool. There's probably a video of me making a great defensive play in left field when I was in little league. Like I'm not going to start sharing that for reasons why I shouldn't have quit baseball or anything like that. So I don't really know how they did it. I don't know if AJ Power has kidnapped the kids of every GM in the league, but either way, the guy just knows what he's doing. And well, they get, did give up Patino, and they did give up a lot of pieces for Clevenger, even if nothing amazing. Like, they gave up, you know, Josh Naylor and Austin Hedges, who, thank God, has gone. I'm so, I was so tired of seeing that guy swing the bat like it was impossible. Um, but, yeah, I don't really know how exactly they were able to pull that off. It was pretty remarkable what he's been able to do. But I would just say for the future, let's not assume ever in trades, honestly, for any player, what it's going to take to get a player. I just think that oftentimes teams, for a variety of reasons, the market might be shrinking. They have to trade a player, maybe some behind-the-scenes stuff where a player wants to leave, and so they kind of are forced to trade them. Never assume. you. If you ask people, they would have been like, oh, the Padres, if they want Nolan Arenado, they were going to have to give up Mackenzie Gore. And what did the Cardinals do? They traded, what, like a Bud Light Seltzer and a White Claw Watermelon <laughs> in order to get Nolan Arenado? So for future, that's just my take on sports trades. I think that never assume what's going to take to get somebody. Um, it's definitely as a barometer. Yeah. Like little thing. Yeah. You have like a, a floor that you would think that would cost to get a player, but never assume you just never know what's going to happen. Javi, yeah. I've got the definitive list here of famous people from Boston. And I really? still feel, I, I still feel pretty confident in our assessment because 90% of the quote unquote famous people from Boston. I've never heard one time in my entire life. <laughs> so I think that we're good. I think that we need to include, though, uh, John Krasinski. That's a great guy, good, funny guy. I think he deserves to be right. something good that came from Boston. Are we sure John Krasinski's good? Are we sure? Eh, off, the office carries it. Not to sound enough. like Bill Simmons or anything right now, but are we sure? I mean, I, I haven't watched The Office. Uh, I'll tell you, he's not very good. But, um, I mean, I did like The Quiet Place, though. I thought that was a really inspired, like, great movie theater experience, by the way. I ate my popcorn like there was a velociraptor behind me. It was awesome. I was just like terrified out of my mind not to make any noise. Um, Jacob Cesarnos, I hope I said your um, Cesarnos, I hope I said um, uh, your name correctly. He commented, where does the prospect depth rank now that all these moves have been made? Seems almost intact. I'd say that they're probably there was a point when they were probably like top farm system in baseball. I still think they might be in like the top seven to eight range, I still think, because they still have Camp Bizano and Abrams. So those guys alone probably make the team really awesome and have a great farm system. So that's what's so fun is they're a win now team, but they also have some aces in the hole. Um they kind of gave up their like middle 
tier pos- prospects. A lot of them. They gave up Taylor Shamel and like we talked about before, they gave up Luis Patina, but um, their farm system is still, I, I mean, if anyone put them outside of the top 10, I just think that's ridiculous. I actually have a, a chat going on for the show uh, tomorrow on Lockdown Padres with Aram Layton, who does the prospects. He's that kid's a genius. Uh, he just knows everything about prospects. He, he, he broke down kind of the farm system and his takes on that. Um, he's a lot smarter than I am, to be honest with you, when it comes to this stuff. Um, so stay tuned for that tomorrow, everybody. It's going to be going to be a blast um another comment from ryland styles hey hobby first time long time commenter was wondering what's your top five music artists if you're talking all time uh i mean my favorite all time are Jerdy, green day kedrick labar <sighs> these days i might even put the doobie brothers in there and then weezer those are my favorite like five artists ever um oh wait no no mac miller goes in there sorry so take out the doobie brothers um R.I.P. Of course, that kid is a genius. In quotes, hobby, a literal child. <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, music is, is killing it right now. I know the Grammys just happened, but um, not to make this into a whole Grammys thing. Um, I just want to shout out everybody who's been joining so far and sending in questions. This has been a lot of fun. Locker room is awesome. Going to be doing this hopefully like once a week. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Hold on a second, Jacob, my man. Hey, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for sending in that little uh, comment. I appreciate you being on here. Yeah, no problem. Um, I actually cover the Angels for a Halo Hangout, so um, mm-hmm. I, I asked about the prospect debt because coming from the Angels side of things, like the Angels needed like pitching desperately, and the Padres just seemed to just wipe wipe every single pitcher that was on the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a good point. I saw. Um, Brent McGuire, I'm just, I, I know I sound like a corporate show right now, uh, but uh, Brent McGuire does a great job for Locked On Angels. He was talking about the same thing where he's just like, there were all these top level potential guy people were dreaming about. Even Joe Musgrove, I feel like the Angel fans were excited about. Ah, the Angels. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry that your team is, and their farm system isn't particularly good. I mean, just if you check their top 100 prospects, I think they only have, oh, yeah. and they're in like the 60, 70 range, which is not where you want to be, especially when you have probably the best baseball player of the generation next to like Bonds. So that's really sad. Uh, I feel bad. I think everyone, you know how everybody kind of wanted Clayton Kershaw to win. It got to a point where everyone was like, all right, these, I mean, the Padres fans obviously were enjoying this, but I think most baseball fans were just like, this, this sucks. Like this generational pitcher really didn't have his playoff moment. So people were starting all kind of root for the Dodgers a little bit. I feel like that's where everybody is at with the Angels right now, where they're just kind of, oh, they have a generational player, and it's not his fault. It really isn't his fault. No. They just they just can't get it done, and it's really sad, and I feel bad. So I'm rooting for them um, in that kind of tough division, which, you know, the Oakland's favored, but it's not impossible. There's crazier things that have happened. So, you know, at least there's some hope for the Angels, at least a little bit. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Like you said, um, Comparing it to, like, the AL West and the NL West, I think, like, the Angels have a legitimate shot at at least getting into the postseason just because, like, teams like the Astros, the A's, got both got weaker, and so the Angels didn't really add much in terms of, like, talent-wise, but they're, they didn't lose any either, so that's, like, a benefit for them. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, ah, those Angels, man. I'm so sorry, uh, but thank you for, for hopping on. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, no problem. And those are basically all the questions I have. Um, I guess I'm about to sign off now because this has already gone 38 minutes. 
and I've been talking nonstop and I'm kind of tired to be honest with you. Usually when I do the pot, I take a sip of water. This time I'm having white claws. So let's just say that's not as hydrating as a, <laughs> a water bottle usually is. So uh, yeah, everybody on just, you know, tune into Lockdown Padres tomorrow. We're going to be talking with Aaron Layton about prospect stuff. Um, <laughs> thank you for the, the little gift of there, Ben. Great. Uh, that's, <laughs> um, and then Rylan Styles also commented Beatles, Billy Joel, David Bowie, Grateful Dead, Father John Missy. That is the oldest and like whitest thing I've ever heard. So congratulations, Rod. All those guys are great, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, everybody really appreciated doing this. Hopefully going to do, I think I'm going to probably make this the mailbag segment each week. Um, so yeah, everybody tuned in. Had a lot of fun. I am desperately waiting for baseball to come back. I need it. I need it deep in my bones. Father John Missy is a splash of youth. Yeah, that's a good point, Rylan, actually. That, that is true. I forgot that he's you know not super old. Um, thanks for everybody for tuning in. Until next time, stay faithful to all the Friar Faithful homies out there. And happy St. Patrick's Day. And take care. And watch, watch movies. And watch, you know, go be nice. Be nice to people. We need some niceness in the world right now. So take care, everybody. And that is it, everybody, for the first ever live show of Lockdown Padres posted here on the Lockdown Padres podcast feed. I hope you enjoyed the locker room extravaganza. Now, before we preview what you guys can expect, what's upcoming, I got to talk to you about the MLB Division Preview Series. The Lockdown MLB Division Preview Series continues on Lockdown MLB Today. Every episode from now until the 31st features in-depth looks at each team in every division. It's all on the Lockdown MLB podcast feed right now, so if you you weren't for some reason subscribed already to Sully's podcast, you got even more of a reason to do so. You have no excuse. Follow Locked On MLB on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. In terms of this podcast, guys, tomorrow I'm going to be posting part two of the Division Day crossover with Ryan Latica of Lockdown Rockies, where we just talk a little bit more about the Rockies, their, their kind of really sad future. We both ask each other a couple questions about team. He asked me some good questions. I ask him some good questions. Uh, well, Mine was a little bit of an obvious one. It has to do with their best player. Let's just, I mean, sorry, guys. A little bit obvious of a question, but I still think you're going to enjoy it. And for next week, got plenty of season preview stuff to still talk about. We're going to have, I imagine, more opening day roster announcements. We just got the opening day announcement about you, Darvish. So I imagine we're going to get a lot more news. And next week, hopefully, I'm hoping to post my episode with Emily Nyman when we finally talk, uh, get a chance to talk. And we're going to be talking about guys that we think would be worthy of a big, giant, last dance-esque baseball documentary. Why am I doing something that's relate to the last dance so much later well because i just discovered emily on twitter and i want to have an excuse to have her on and you know what screw it it's kind of evergreen anyways of a topic so that's what you guys can expect next week and of course one last crossover uh division day pod with miller thomas of locked on diamondbacks that should be a lot of fun and then padres baseball is back baby so yeah really exciting times and with that all being said guys that about does it for today's edition of the locked on padres podcast the only pod that may be better than the padres themselves remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever, wherever. And while you're at it, if you wouldn't mind, send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcasts app. I would greatly appreciate that. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My prior faithful homies, take care.